Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 64 of the Almost Daily Show with your host, Chandler. And the Dave Picardi. We are pumped about today's episode. Also, we're pumped about the tie-dye t-shirt I'm wearing. Shout out <laughs> to my, my friends at Caffeine and Kilos. The only Caffeine and Kilo. The only company, actually, funny story, they're the only like large-scale company that's ever like immediately there to support you in a lot of these out of the things we want to do, I, like I asked three larger apparel companies recently to help to maybe help out during a, like a charity auction, and the only one that came through was Caffeine and Kilos. So they're amazing. I absolutely anything they do. Shout out to Danny. Uh, they're mm -hmm. a legit company, and uh, everybody should hundred uh, percent from Caffeine and Kilos. Exactly. And to be clear, they don't sponsor the show or give us anything. We just really like what they do, and we love those guys. That is to be very clear. So, yeah. um, Danny, if you're listening, why aren't you sponsoring the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just gave you a free endorsement. Maybe we'll bring him That's on as stuff. a guest. He's a champion guest. Yeah, that'd be a really good show. Mm -hmm. It would be yeah. maybe the show of the century. I think so. I think so. Today's show is going to be a good one. We have there's this huge hot button topic going on in the gym industry right now, and it's a lot of gym affiliates, especially in the CrossFit world, are struggling and they're falling apart and they're not sure why. And the reasoning is, well, it must be because I'm in this commodity-based market. And uh, if I rebrand my name, it should fix everything. It should pull me out of this. And so today we want to talk about the concept of is rebranding going to be the thing that helps you succeed and helps you survive? And we've, we've been talking about this a lot lately. We were just on the Chris Cooper podcast so if you didn't listen to that, go download it on the Two Business Radio. But I think the biggest fundamental issue in the gym industry and people wanting to rebrand is the fact that people gen these people generally don't have good, good systems set up. They don't have good strategies. They don't have a long-term plan. And they're always just writing this, this short-term solution. They're always trying to figure out how to pull themselves out of the hole. And ultimately what happens when they rebrand is they, they fall worse into the hole because they go from the, the CrossFit market with gyms everywhere to the full-blown like gym market with personal trainers and yoga studios and Orange Theory Fitness and all these like multi-million dollar corporations that they have to work with and franchises that they now have to compete with, whereas they have the protection of the name in what's seemingly a commodity based market, but mostly like a niche market. Yeah, it's, um, it is, it is quite the mess out there. Uh, you know, where, where my gym personally is the 36th affiliate. Yeah. You know, one of the things is, you know, my, my gym is 36 CrossFit affiliate in the world. And we went from having our own name, which built fitness and wellness. Uh, and then we, we branded a CrossFit North shore CrossFit. And, uh, we're a powerhouse for quite some time. And, uh, I think something that happens in the world, especially from maybe a lot of the older affiliates or people that have been in the game a long time, is it's kind of like that perception. And maybe there was even at some point a little, um, um, I guess, unhappiness with the brand, right? Like we've, we've seen the brand change so much. And it was kind of like you get lost in the sea of CrossFit gyms. And you're trying to find out, like, you know, a way to actually showcase yourself. Uh, and we're a gym that actually a couple of years ago we rebranded. So I think we can talk pretty solid about this whole rebranding process. Uh, but like you already said, if you don't have a plan for rebranding, I would rebrand. I wouldn't even think about it. Don't even sniff it. 
<laughs> Stick with your brand. Yeah, and, and this comes down to the fact that we think we're in a commodity, um, commodity market and we think that rebranding is going to pull in people who see our brand and who focus on that and who want to be part of what we do. But the problem is if you haven't set your brand up to have an identity and if you haven't set your brand up to be a verifiable solution that people immediately recognize, you're setting yourself up to essentially have to start your business over again. And if you've been CrossFit for the past like three years and you decide to change your name, now you're going to be nobody and you're going to have to build that up to a level to where people recognize that and understand that. And I don't even think rebranding actually ultimately is going to help you because it's going to take you two or three years to build your brand back up to a level to where it was. And so what I think you have to do, and you don't necessarily have to change your name to do this, you have to build the identity and you have to build the culture around what you're doing and who's inside your gym, who the people are, who the staff are, who the owners are, who the customers are. And then you have to portray that to the outside world and show to them why you're different. You can be different with the same name. You just have to show people who you are and why that differentiation exists because people see a lot of the HQ stuff, especially like the games. And they think everybody's doing that same thing. And they see all the, the crazy people with like, I like to say nipple tanks with nipple tanks, throwing barbells around. <laughs> and, uh, and they think that's, that's CrossFit. And then they watch your videos and they're like, Oh, maybe I should check out a local affiliate. And they go and they look at like five different ones and they see your content and they see real people and they see real solutions and they see what you're doing and they see that humanistic bond that you're trying to build with them. And that's what builds the difference. It's not the name that builds difference. You can call it anything. You call it banana fitness. As long as you build that brand, that banana is going to be a, a, a fit branded I, banana. I want to go to banana fitness. I'll take you to banana fitness. I'll take you to banana. Hell yeah. I will take you to banana town. <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, I think that's uh, you, you kind of hit it on the head there that your brand's not the name on the door, even though it can seem that way. The brand is who you are. People are going to refer their friends and tell everybody about you, right, and the experience that they had and the way you made them feel. And so, you know, I think that's a big thing that's missing, especially in a lot of the newer affiliates, is, is we've seen this for the last 12 years you know, gyms come on board and they never really knew what it was all about in the first place. They just got all excited about the workouts and CrossFit, not about the local vibe and feel and what you were supposed to do as a professional in the fitness world. And so they're just running on the brand's name. You know, they run on the CrossFit name, but they've never really established themselves. They don't really run maybe a great community. Um, and then they're trying to figure it out. Uh, and then they, they say, oh, this isn't getting me business, so I'll rebrand. Uh, but if you weren't getting business before and your reason for rebranding is because you're not getting business, uh, you're going to get even less, which is scary. Yeah. And then you're going to end up worse off than you were in the first place. That's right. And, uh, the other comment we get a lot is, well, I want to rebrand because I need to diversify. And when you're in an already niche market with people looking for a niche product, you're set up for success. But when you try to pull yourself out and be like, okay, now we got to do Pilates, we got to do yoga, maybe we should do a spin class. Now you're competing with 24-hour fitness. You're competing with Gold's Gym and all the Globo Gyms, and you'll never win that game. You can't win the diversification game at a small affiliate. Now, if you go and find – I know a couple of people who just have millions of dollars in investors. That's fine then. Have them just dump money into your affiliate, and you can diversify as far as you want. But if you're a typical standard affiliate without high-level investors backing you, you're not going to be able to survive in that diversified market, and you're just going to – you're going to add staff, you're going to add programs, and you're going to add problems. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to add revenue to your business. And we see this people rebrand and they're in the same position they were or they're worse. And so if you're going to, if you want to do better, you need to organize what we always talk about, your long-term plan for success. Build it out from the five-year mark down. 
And then you need to say, who are we? What are we doing? Why do we do this? And who's in our facility? How do we outline their story? How do we tell their story? How do we display the why of this to people? So they want to be part of our story. And once you figure that out, it doesn't matter what your name is. It just matters that your consistency and how you put that out and your message. Yeah. In the training world, you build your business and your brand around your expertise. And so I think this is probably something else that really maybe hurts a lot of people is, if you don't, if you're not actually great at your craft, it's really hard to then go get business and actually communicate that with people. And that's where I think a lot of people get in trouble. They sit back, they've opened this this gym, and they sit there and they wait for people to come in to CrossFit, but they're not actually providing real service and real value, you know. And so, like you know, our gym, you know, we rebranded. So I'll put this right out there. I rebranded. I'm actually, uh, I'm happy I did. Right. So it actually it opened up a lot of avenues for us that we did before, uh, before the CrossFit market. And, and it's not necessarily the same thing for me, uh, but th- but we still fly North Shore CrossFit's banner. We're kind of co-branded. Right. We're not running away from the brand. We still have that as our uh, CrossFit affiliate and we love it. We're never going anywhere. Uh, so it, it, it really just depends on what you're going to use it for. Um, but like we're saying, you don't need to you don't need to do the rebrand. You need to actually fix your stuff, right? Learn how to actually provide value, communicate your community, your story, um, that you know you, the changing of lives that you're doing, uh, and learn how to push that out, and then learn how to get out into the community and, and actually network and help and make a difference so people know you're even there. Yeah, that's huge, and that's how you create that differentiation. It's your your online content and your story, and continuously telling that story to people in a way that's different and unique. Uh, you don't need to be the guy who's just like telling everybody how to do a pull up like everybody else in the world does. You can do that. That goes inside like your your current members, and they can enjoy that as part of like a, a educational series you put together for them. But you need to tell that continuous story in a way that only you can tell. And if you can define and understand that, that's how you build a brand. That's how you build culture. And then once you understand that and you're building that, you get yourself into a position to where you say, okay, now that this is defined, is this mapped out in every phase of the buyer's journey? Is from the second they see our social media, is that what they experience? Then when they go to our website, are they experiencing that again? Then when they opt in on our forms, are the responses we get email and all the comments and all the context we put behind, is that the same? And when they call you, is that the same experience? When they walk in and they do their first session, are you the same people or are they going to get culture shock when they walk in because they thought you were different? Every single piece of this needs to be mapped out. Everything from the first day till the cancellation. And if you have that mapped out and that whole thing's organized around your entire brand and your entire identity, that's when you have something that you can depend on. And that's when you have something that is going to make people want to be part of your story and be excited about being part of that story. So, so something that um, I'd actually like to challenge anybody listening that, that is a, um, a CrossFit affiliate that's considering rebranding. Um, you know, my challenge is, is, is what are you bringing to the brand, right? Like everybody, like I understand, like, you know, people pay their affiliation fee and then they get to put the name on the door. Um, but when, when it's still a relationship, right? So, you know, it's, it's a, people have gotten into business with CrossFit. So if you're in business with CrossFit, what are you doing internally to showcase the story, showcase who you are? push that brand out to the world. So as, as a partner in the brand, uh, are you, are you pulling your weight in it, you know, or are you just not doing anything and, and waiting for CrossFit to push out material to you so that you can market, right? So it's a partnership and, and, 
you need to actually showcase your, you know, who you are, your facility, what makes you so special and, uh, and actually, you know, provide value to the brand. Yeah. And then when you decide like, okay, I do want to rebrand. If, if you do decide that you need to say, okay, is my business sustainable right now? Are we profitable? Do we have good systems in place? And do we have 12 to 24 months to organize this rebrand? So that way it's successful when we essentially restart and you should consider maybe this, yeah, dump, you need branding, money goes into everything, but you need to say, okay, now that we're doing this, does it need to be a co-brand? And how does it, how does it look? How is it organized? You need this thing mapped out and you need a 12 to 24 month plan to make this ultimately successful. Just because you change your name and start doing Zumba, doesn't mean you're going to be successful tomorrow or change your name and right. start doing cycling. Now you get to compete with all the soul cycle franchises. So just think about that. When you switch, now you're in, you're in a high level competitive market. You're not so much in just the affiliate market, but now you're in franchises, you're in investment firms, you're in globo gyms. So you really need to have your, your shit together and you need, really need to have that plan of action established before you do this. And, and you don't have to do it. Remember, it's, it's not something that's going to make or break your business. If you're already successful, there's no reason to change anything. You can have an overall name. Like for us in the gym, we're, we have Stone Age Fuel. <clears throat> We've been a CrossFit affiliate since day one. We've never said we aren't. We've never really said much about anything. People don't even, sometimes they don't know, know what we're doing. And we've always had our own vision, our own strategy, and our own direction. But we've always had the CrossFit and the USA Weightlifting Affiliation. And those things have held strong with us. And if we were to, to dump everything, it would be another rebranding exercise. Even though we have our name, we still have our structure. We still have our identity. And we still have our culture that we built. That's right. I think it's really important. Having a strategic partnership is uh, it's strong. It's very strong. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, another challenge, I guess, to anyone listening is um, all the four people that'll, that'll listen to our podcast. Um, you know, if you're an older affiliate, like, because this is something that that's real out there, right? A lot of the older affiliates, um, a lot of them got dis disenfranchised a little bit with kind of how it grew and what happened with CrossFit and everything. Uh, but, you know, the wave's kind of over and, and it really comes down to what, like I said, what what are you doing? Are you just sitting back? Were you just riding the wave? And it's just because you were early on, it's supposed to just come to you, you know? Or are you do you have an actual game plan? Uh, are you actually telling your story? Is your vision getting out to the world? Are you changing lives? You know, because if if you were doing that, your business would be strong. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes down to it, it's not that you don't need to rebrand to be successful. You just need to build your brand. And that brand can have the CrossFit name on it. It can have the CrossFit name off it. It really doesn't matter. But you need to set yourself up so you're actually doing things the way you should be doing in business and have a structured business set up. And if all that's set up, it really doesn't matter what the name is. CrossFit Banana yeah. or Banana Fitness. I like CrossFit Banana. I like CrossFit Banana, too. So to touch on something else that I think is, is another – big thing that's going on in the industry right now is no game plan. No one really has a, has a, uh, like a marketing strategy overall or an overall long-term business strategy. And because they don't do that, their business has gotten a little bit tighter and now they're running to the million marketing companies that have popped up and they're all selling Facebook ads and Instagram ads and click funnels. And right, it's just, it's one thing after another that people are throwing money at. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't work because they don't actually have a solid structure in place. Yeah, exactly. And and this huge cottage, cottage industry of marketing companies just puts – it's like putting a Band-Aid on a problem. Like, oh, we're not getting leads. Well, we hire this marketing company. Okay, there's a Band-Aid. And then the two months down the road, oh, we're not getting them anymore. Can we get, can we get more? And then, oh, wait, the Band-Aid kind of fell off this time. It didn't work that well. 
And then three months later, they do it again. I'm like, wait, the Band-Aid's wet and doesn't stick. What's going on? What's wrong with me? It's because you didn't do anything and you had to depend on a short-term solution to build your business. And that's rampant in the affiliate world right now. It's We don't want to put in the work to have a long-term solution and we don't know how to do it. We definitely don't know who to hire to do it, if to help us, if at all. So we just want to hire, do these short-term solutions. And there's this whole cottage industry that can say, oh, we'll get you leads. Oh, we'll do SEO for you. Oh, we'll do Facebook ads for you. But you don't have anyone giving you the overall experience and managing your brand and telling you where it should go and how it should get there. And those are the things that are the keys to success in the long term. Because if you pay that marketing company tomorrow, they're going to make money and be fine. They'll, they'll leave. You'll never see them again. And you're the one who loses. So you have to keep that in mind right. when you start putting these band-aids on problems. Yeah. And it, it, obviously it's not easy, um, but it's the reason why once, right, everybody, the fitness industry is saturated. Um, but that doesn't mean everybody's not making money. The people that actually have a game plan and have put it together right, they're making money. And the people that aren't are struggling. So it's as simple as that. You know, and, and when we look at it, go back uh, 13 years ago now, I opened my first training studio with a personal training studio in a five mile radius of my gym. There was six facilities that, that goes, that's big box gyms, YMCA's, um, like a spin type studio, spin Pilates back then. And then uh, my gym, right? That was it. Right. And there was not a lot of competition. Fast forward, it was, I think, five years ago, we did a count. Inside that radius, there was 76 actual fitness facilities, and 13 of them were CrossFit affiliates <laughs> inside the same radius. Now, when, back in the day, we didn't have a $500,000 a month location. You know, I was, I was billing out $14,000, $15,000 as a personal trainer. And I couldn't get any bigger because it was all around the relationship I had with clients. And I could only handle so many. Right. So now that there's, you know, we should probably redo a count, but I, I already know about a, a boatload more that have opened up. So in the same five mile radius is at least a hundred, right. There's even more CrossFit gyms. And so that doesn't mean that, that your gym can't be successful inside of that area. Right. It's whoever's actually telling a good story, delivering great results, changing lives and has a real business game plan built around everything from your, how you run your business to marketing, everything. Those are the gyms that succeed. Yeah, that's it. You just got to put yourself together, pick everything up, start writing down every process you have, everything you're doing, organize it and then say, all right, how do we get to our long-term plan? And then if you can organize that, you're going to win because the affiliate market, though seemingly large, isn't really that big. And when you think about it, like in our community, we have like 17 gyms and there's over 500,000 people. Which means that the market, even at like a 1% adoption rate, the market isn't going to be saturated with, with affiliate gyms yet. We could probably sustain like 50 gyms before we had any sort of saturation point. But the big problem is nobody has that brand identity. Nobody builds that culture and everybody depends on the short-term solutions. And your solution, like you're saying, is overall business solution. It's organizing your story on your social media. It's going out in your community and talking to people every single week, if not every day. It's establishing partnerships with other businesses, and it's making sure that everything you're doing is always moving your business forward. And if you're the guy who's on the floor 12 hours a day, you need to get yourself off the floor and find someone who can take that role so you can go out there and do those things. Because if you can't, if you can't put your, if you have the blinders on, then you can't focus on being the, the visionary and the guy who goes to grow everything. And 
we talked about this in my other, my Chan's Logic podcast just now was how do you make your business essentially run itself? And what does it mean to actually be working on your business, not in your business, which is that cliche term that nobody ever defines. Yeah. So you touched on something that uh, hopefully this doesn't um, do the opposite view on you. Uh, but something that, I, I mean, we've put a lot of work into recently is, you know, something else we see with this whole rebranding thing is everybody's trying to find like this big solution for a business system, something that's going to change everything. And, and really what it comes down to is, is there is no one way to run your business, right? It's whatever works for you built around your resources, your expertise, all those things. And so if you, if you're a visioner, you don't want to do a certain thing, well, that doesn't mean that that certain thing is the only way to do it. And that's how you're going to be successful in business. So you better figure it out. Right. You can do it different ways. There's not one way to do it. Um, but one thing that I, I definitely um, have seen is, and this happens a lot, is, is everybody is in a hurry to get off the floor and have their business run itself and all that. Well, there's a simple, I think, concept in what we're doing for business is it is a relationship business and it is about the community and it is about having a strong leader. So if you're running a CrossFit type gym, it, it needs to be built around community and leadership. And if if you're not if you don't have somebody in place that can be that person and you were that person, it's not as simple as get off the floor and and you'll be fine because you can go out and get clients because then the the community uh, and the and the delivery falls apart. So I think you need to you know you need to find balance in it. You don't have to teach everything and you don't have to be on the floor all the time. Uh, but you, your presence still needs to be there. And they do need that community and the leadership uh, and that whole side of it. It's very important. Yeah, I think that comes down to the process of learning how to replicate yourself. We often hear, oh, I can't, I have someone do this and then they don't do it right. So I just do it myself because I'm a perfectionist. And what that translates to is I don't know how to teach and mentor people anything. So I just do it myself because I become immediately frustrated. So when you're doing these these processes and you have these these all these things you do all the time like coaching classes, cleaning bathrooms, organizing stuff, everything you do you need to write down. Like this is what the cleaning things are. This is what the coaching duties are. This is what the leadership duties are. This is how I always talk about my why and it's how I show my passion in my business. And I think you have to it, once you get all that written down and you really learn to replicate yourself and you teach your staff and you mentor them and train them in a way to where they're comfortable doing it on their own. You essentially put yourself in a good position to step back and you should definitely always have that presence in the gym because you're the visionary and you're the guy who's there to pump everybody up and showcase that vision and make sure your staff knows that vision and make sure everybody's just overall excited about it. And if you're always doing that kind of stuff, then you're, you're pumping them up from your way. You have your coaches managing what they're doing and especially in the gym market. But I think you have to, you really have to mentor them in the right way. And you really have to show them the right direction. And the hardest part is you have to find the right people who are willing to do it, who share that passion and who share that drive and that commitment because a lot of people don't care and you have to be able to spot that right away. Yeah, I think that's big. But I, and I, I do think kind of to reiterate it a little bit is don't be in such a rush to run away from it. You don't have to teach boatloads of hours, but that doesn't mean that you, you you can uh, duplicate yourself where you don't have to be involved anymore. If, if you don't have that dynamic person, that's the leader of the community. Um, you, you will, you will find that the finances suffer um, and everybody should be pulling their weight and everybody should be, um, you know, doing all the, all the jobs and all the stuff. Uh, good. But you still need that. Uh, the leader of the pack. Yeah. Big man. Be the visionary. <laughs> I love it. 
So, so this is good. Yeah, good times. I, uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to really having people uh, talk about this. I'd love to see people commenting. I uh, get some stuff going back and forth because I think this is a big. Like you already said it, big hot topic right now. Um, we see a lot of gyms making a lot of mistakes around this. Yeah, and mistakes that sometimes you don't come back from. So we need to make sure that right. you guys are always in a good place. And when we see like surveys and stuff and we, we always want to talk about what we see and how it went and what the implications are behind what you're doing because there's long-term implications behind this stuff so make sure if you have questions about it comment below or shoot us an email and we'll talk about it we'll go through it we'll do exercises one thing we want to start doing in the future now is hot seat thursdays so if you guys want Ooh. to what we want to do is we want to go live like this and talk about your business and what you're doing and how we can help you. And if you're willing to jump on a live broadcast like this with us and talk about it, we'll go through everything. We'll help you map out and systematize a lot of the things you're doing. So comment below or shoot us an email if you want to do that with us. Hot seat Thursdays. Yeah. That'd be exciting. Yeah, I actually, uh, that'd be really exciting. That'll be fun. All right. So out of the park, I think it's time to sign off. Hope you guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow, most likely, for the Almost Daily Show. If you want to participate in Hot Seat Thursday, shoot us an email. This is Chandler signing off and the Dave Picardi. See ya.